following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app today and use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups like an NBA pregame money line bet for new customers of just 5 bucks Could get you $150 in free bets if they win. Or you can get in on the action tonight with TCU in Georgia in the college football playoff national championship game, NHL, golf, soccer, and more. Michigan Michigan State Hoops. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups. It is a Monday broadcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a huge Monday. Lions with one of the most important wins to me in franchise history since they beat the Cowboys at the Silverdome in January of 1992. So much meaning on the field, off the field, Sunday Night Football in America, not allowing Rodgers and the Packers to go to the playoffs. I look at the Lions now as legit top 10 team in the NFL. And they're only going to get better. Now reports from Tom Palacero at the NFL Network. Ben Johnson may interview for the open head coaching position with the Houston Texans. Texans have asked the Lions for permission. How about this from the NFL? Bill's DeMar Hamlin heads home. Released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Still a journey back from the health issues, but think about this less than a week ago. His heart stopped on the field. He died and he was resuscitated by Bill's personnel, Bengals personnel. And he is home, on his way home to Buffalo. That puts life in perspective. It really does. And Blake Corum. He's going to make another run with Michigan. He is coming back. That came out earlier this afternoon. I saw the story at the Wolverine.com. It's pretty cool when Blake Corm can announce he's coming back, but what about Harbaugh? Oh, we get the those who stay will be champions on Friday. Or was that Thursday? No, it's Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Or th- it was Thursday. And then... We get Tom Palacero from the NFL Network saying the Broncos are going to interview Hardball. I say, hey, look at that statement. Those who stay will be champions. He's not going to leave. And he's going to interview. But Blake Corum can make the statement that I'm coming back, but I haven't heard Hardball say that. Mm. 
But would Blake Corum come back if he didn't know Harbaugh was coming back? See, I I come up with conspiracies about everything. I really do. Superfly knows that better than anybody. Inside this hour, Frank Schwab, national columnist. Also, he's based in Denver. I'll get his thoughts on Harbaugh and the Broncos. How real is it? If they offer big money, has a quarterback. It's about the only NFL-ready job for him I think he would take. And you can see how well the Broncos played after they got rid of Hackett, who wasn't ready to be a head coach. So we'll hear from Frank Schwab. Frank? Hey, Frank. Is that Frank Schwab? Silly Wabbit? He'll join us in a moment. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com. At the bottom of the hour. I, I love the NBC Universo, the Spanish-slash-Mexican language call of the end of the game last night when the Lions went for it on fourth. Down where they're not going to kick the field goal. I just love this. I think that last word was Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I'm not sure I'll have to uh, check for a language update on that. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider. He is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Frank, do you think that was Rodgers' last game in a Green Bay uniform last night? I don't. I think he'll be back next year. As much as he he says it's it doesn't bother him, it is a lot of money to pass up, and you know I mean we just deal with this every year now, right? Like <clears throat> we're just seeing Rogers kind of draw out the off season and get everyone interested in what he's going to do, and then he comes back, and I don't know, I, I just I'm to the point of like. I'm not going to believe that he's really stepping away until he does it. So I think I think he'll be back in Green Bay next year. Maybe not 2024. I don't know, but I think right now, just it still makes too much sense for both sides. And I think that uh, it'll end up they'll running they'll end up running it back one more time. You know, speaking of running it back, you run back to August. Uh, you and I uh, were one of the few in the media anywhere in Michigan or America that had this optimism on the Lions at one and six. It didn't look like. We were anywhere close. It looked like Dan Campbell, he may be two years and done. Goff uh, shown the door, draft a quarterback, Stroud or Bryce Young, and start over again. And then the Lions decide to finish the season 8-2, and 9-8. and eight. And what a performance last night, especially in the second half, to keep Rodgers and the Packers from going to the playoffs. And I said at the start of the show today, broadcasting across the state, not just because we're here in Michigan, uh, the Lions are a, a top six, top seven team in the NFL right now and not going to the playoffs. I think you're right, yeah. I think I would take them. I mean, let's just look at the playoff field. Definitely over the Seahawks. Definitely, I think they're better than the Giants. Um, I think they're better than the Buccaneers, for sure. I mean, the Buccaneers are a bad football team. Uh, they've destroyed the Jaguars a few weeks ago, so on, on that side of the bracket, have to pick them. The way the Ravens look without Lamar, I, okay, I'll pick them too. Miami, yeah, of course. So we've already eliminated, what, six playoff teams right there that I would definitely take the Lions over any of them. I, I just think that 
it's just one of those things where they just they, they dug themselves too big of a hole. They had the one really, really bad game down the stretch against Carolina, uh, and that cost them a playoff spot. But other than that, it was it struck me as really rare, and I mean, not unprecedented, but rare, for a team to feel this good about itself going into the offseason without making the playoffs. And the Lions should absolutely feel great about themselves and where they're heading and what you know what direction they're going in with that, and they had to the season. Now there's work to be done in the off season. They're going to have to, you know, build up the defense. I think for sure. But I mean, you can see the paths to it, and it's really exciting for the Lions. And I'll tell you this: like I think we can all see this coming. Once we get to August, and everybody's making their predictions. Everybody in the world is going to pick the Lions to win the NFC North like it's some, you know, like shocking, like, here's my sleeper, I'm taking the Lions. Like, everybody's going to do it. They're going to be that team next year, and rightfully so, because you could just see the steps they're making, the progress they're making. And last night, in a weird way, it did feel like a passing of the torch almost, in that, you know, it just seemed like the, the Packers, you know, had to have all these questions now. They had this really disappointing season, really disappointing way to end it, whereas the Lions finish, like you said, Probably definitely a top ten team, maybe top eight, seven, whatever. Whereas the Packers are kind of going the other way, heading into the offseason. And you look at the stage in that game last night; it really felt like a playoff game. It did. And I, again, I'm trying to not be biased. Um, you know, broadcasting weekday afternoons all across Michigan, but it had a playoff game feel, start to finish. Yeah, and, and that helps the Lions, even if they didn't technically make the playoffs. You're right, that, that was a playoff game last night. And you knew, I, I, I was just so annoyed last week when so many Seahawks people, you know, on Twitter or whatever, just conspiracy, like, oh, the, the NFL wants the Packers in the playoffs, and that's why they put them on Sunday night, so they get this easy game against the Lions who won't care. And I was like, hey, has anybody here heard of Dan Campbell? What makes you think that the Lions are going to be laying down in this game, even if they have nothing to play for? Technically, a playoff spot. They have something to play for in that a winning record, knocking Rodgers and their rivals out of the playoffs at Lambeau Field, finishing the season on a high note. There was a lot to play for for the Lions last night, even without a playoff spot on the line. And they played like it. And it's funny. I wonder. I do wonder how they would have called the game if they were in a playoff. Uh, you know, in that win and end situation, would there have been a flea flicker and a hook and ladder and going for it on fourth and two? It just seemed almost like all the pressure was off, and they could just go focus on this game as their Super Bowl almost. And it sure paid off for them. And I think it's going to continue to pay off for them going forward. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, Kingsbury out as the Cardinals head coach earlier today. GM. Uh, Kime is stepping down, which basically is a nice way of saying he's forced out. They've invested a ton of money in both of those guys and Kyler Murray. This franchise is in disarray. J.J. Watt is done playing. Uh, Kingsbury, I think, will get another college job. That's the way it works. You go to the NFL, fail like a saving. Somebody big is going to grab you at the college level if you want to coach. So uh, you have a lot of openings right now in the NFL. It goes back to the Harbaugh story we talked last week. Harbaugh sends out a message about those who stay will be champions. I expect to be the head coach. It seems like he's leaning towards staying at Michigan. No official announcement. And then uh, you get reports that uh, the Broncos are going to interview him this week. So I think you're in Denver, Frank. What are you hearing about the reality that the Broncos could offer Harbaugh the job? Yeah, and I mean, he's he and Peyton are kind of the two names that – 
Broncos fans are, you know, hoping for, I guess, because that's the the big, you know, the big score, right? Like, I mean, they they're obviously starting this coaching search, saying, you know, we're a premier franchise, we're going to land a top end head coach. We'll see. I mean, I think they will, just because more than anything, the the Walton money. I mean, they could look. Whatever Harbaugh's making in Michigan this year, I'm not sure. I know he's got like a three million dollar buyout or whatever. They could the Waltons can basically go to Harbaugh and say, "What do you want? Double? Okay, that's fine. We don't care about money. We just want a big name head coach in here to turn things around and get this fan base excited again." I think that they will try to make a big splash like that. Now, maybe they maybe they just prefer Sean Payton. I I don't think that they go to the Saints and ask permission if they don't know. The drastic cost involved in trading for Peyton and whether they would satisfy that. They know. They know right now how much it would cost if they want to hire Sean Peyton in a drastic trade and they're willing to give it up. So I, I do, I, at this point, I do think one of those two guys gets a job and we'll see. I think Harbaugh has gotten to the point of absolute unpredictability. Who could possibly know? Like the things he says don't really match up with, with, what he's doing. I mean, he would have left last year. Had the Minnesota, by all accounts, every single report, had the Minnesota Vikings simply just offered him the job last year, he would have taken it. He just didn't expect to interview, and that kind of threw things sideways. So I believe that the Broncos come to the table and, and they offer him the job and, and enough money. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to predict what Harbaugh would do, but but it's gotten to this point. So I think that I think that uh, I think he would leave. But again, I have no idea what John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh is going to do. And I'm not even sure Michigan knows. I'm not sure the Broncos know. He's kind of, as you guys know up there, uh, <laughs> he's his own character, isn't he? Yeah. And, and again, you know, he can say a year ago after the Vikings. Uh, whatever happened in that room when he thought he was going to get the job and he didn't get an offer that I'll, I'll stay as your coach as long as you want me in here later. Uh, there's, uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, but I think it's the Broncos money that if they are going to pay 15, 20 million for a head coach and you're right, do they want to give up any more draft stock after what they gave up to get Wilson? I will say this, the firing of Hackett, you watched how much better the team played. That's just a reality. That was easy for everybody to oh, see. Yeah. So uh, the only job I really kind of feel he's been connected to is Denver because, you know, whether it's Houston, now Arizona, uh, Arizona could be interesting with Kyler Murray, uh, you know, if healthy. Indy, you're, you're a long ways away from competing. Same thing with the Texans. So I would say Denver, but now the opening with Arizona, you have another quarterback who's a potential MVP type of guy in Kyler Murray. And Kingsbury, like I said, there'll be a D1 big school that will take him in a heartbeat. That will be a no-brainer if he wants to coach. Yeah, and I think with the Cardinals, the Cardinals is interesting because of the injury to Murray. Right. But he's got an ACL. Does, does he come back the same? And does a new coach, Harbaugh, Peyton, whoever, believe in him as an NFL quarterback? I mean, there are limitations. There, there has been inconsistency. Uh, he, he has some greatness to him at times. But I don't know. It would just depend on, on each coach. And you sitting down and asking, what's your honest assessment of Kyler Murray? And that would determine whether he would take that job. Because Arizona doesn't have a lot going for it other than, I mean, the third pick of the draft, Kyler Murray. But no history. You know, I mean, I guess he, the opportunity to go there and kind of pay, either be your GM if you're Sean Payton or pick your GM if you don't want to do both jobs. That's appealing because that job's open. But you look at these openings and I think they're pretty bad as a whole. Like if you're Sean Payton and you're like gearing up, like, okay, I'm going to get back into the NFL 2023. 
you're probably looking at all these openings and think, oh, really? Like, the Colts, like you said, are a million years away. The, the, the Texans are just a joke right now. The Broncos have their issues. Like, they did play well in the last two games, and that does, I think, really, really help them in this coaching search. But there's not a great opening out there. There's really not. Maybe the Panthers might be the best one. I don't know, because the NFC South isn't that good. As far as Kingsbury goes, I don't know. I think he'll, he could be an NFL offensive coordinator, maybe. Uh, McVay really, really likes him, so maybe like if McVay comes back, that he's the Rams offensive coordinator or something. But, yeah, he could probably go back to college and get a job, but Cliff Kingsbury wasn't a very good college coach. He posted four losing seasons in five years. Like, are we sure we know what we're getting out of Cliff Kingsbury? There's a reason that he jumped at the chance to be USC's offensive coordinator. He didn't think he was getting a big-time head coaching job anywhere else. He was like, USC offensive coordinator? Sure, I'll go for that. And then all of a sudden, the Jets and Cardinals wanted him. So Cliff is going to be interesting just because I don't, I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's a good coach. He has nothing really on his resume right now that tells you he's a good coach at the college or pro level. And he got that extension a recent extension oh. to 2027, so uh, he's set for life financially, what the Cardinals gave him. Yeah. yeah he could, if he wants to, he's a young enough guy, he could do this. He just say, you know what, I'm taking four years off, whatever. Like, and then reemerge, and he's, I think he's like 43, something like that. Like, he'd be, you know, I'm not even 50 years old and say, okay, I want to be a coordinator again. Somebody would hire him in the, coach, in the college ranks, and then he has a year as a coordinator, becomes a head coach, or just becomes a head coach in a mid-major or something. There's plenty of pass for Cliff right now. Yeah, he doesn't. If he's burned out from coaching a little bit, he can take a year or two off, and and I don't think any. I don't. I don't think that would really disrupt him too much because he's still a pretty young guy. He's a pretty young guy, Frank Schwab, youngest columnist in the history of professional football. Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us. And great news: uh, Demar Hamlin headed back home from University of Cincinnati uh, Medical Center less than a week after. It's hard stopping on the field. So uh, what a ride. Uh, what a game for the Bills with the opening kick return. And Hines said, I'm going to get another one. And the emotion of it for Buffalo and uh, just the week and the season in, in the National Football League. Uh, it's been one of the best and worst at times I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it was a crazy ride. I'll say this about the that moment with Naheem Hines. I mean, mm. you can't even script that. Oh, you can't wow. even script that. That was unbelievable and reminded. And I'm sure there's some baseball fans out there. It reminded me so much of E. Gordon homering right after his teammate Jose Fernandez's death with the Miami Marlins, and E. Gordon's crying and going around the the, the bases. Now, I mean, it, this one is even better because Demar obviously is recovering. He said on his way home today, he's tweeting about it. The Bills. You, they showed that sideline, and it just was—it was something to watch. I mean, just the, just the shock and emotion in a good way for that team that had been through so much six days before was awesome. I, I and you just wonder. Look, I don't know that necessarily it's the right thing or whatever to to use something like this as this emotional like touch point, but we see it all the time in sports, and you wonder. The Bills use this as, uh, you know, this positive uh, motivational energy going into the playoffs. What a story that would be, huh? Them hoisting the Super Bowl trophy for Demar Hamlin. You know what I mean? And it's it's totally on the table for them. You could see yesterday that that they're going to get a little boost out of this and and come together as a team uh, down the stretch here. Think about if uh, they're getting ready to get the Vince Lombardi trophy and Demar's uh, strong enough to be there and they give it to him to hoist it first. Mm. Right. I mean, that, wow. this is, uh, you, you could just, I mean, that's a Hollywood ending. Right? Uh, that's like, that's I mean, goosebumps this, right now. And I'm, I'm yeah. not even saying it's yeah. going to happen. It's goosebumps. And I thought the CBS opening into the game yesterday 
uh, was as good as anything I've ever seen. And it's real. Uh, this, you know, what the training staff did and the, the way the Bills lined up the training staff by name and introduced them like they're introducing a team and the roar of the crowd and Buffalo and America and United. And one thing I said to start this show today, Frank, that no matter what you feel about sports, whether you're a fan of this sport, this sport, this sport, or you don't like this, there is nothing in the history of this country that has united uh, this country, maybe outside of World War II and 9-11 or JFK's assassination. But I'm talking even 9-11 drifted into the sports arena and even World War II before it started, what Jesse Owens did in front of Hitler in Berlin. Uh, the, the way sports unites this country, and we don't see color, we don't see what God you worship or don't worship, we don't see your political affiliation for the most part, and, and we all just come together and, uh, you know, the week with DeMar Hamlin, and I know it's not over for him, uh, but going home and, and what it did to uh, bring positive news uh, to Twitter, Facebook, and this country, uh, it was amazing. It was. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and to turn, you know, what could have been a, and it was, it was very traumatic. And, I, I'm, you know, I don't mean to minimize that, but to turn that into such a positive with the eight million going to his toy drive. I mean, and getting to know Damar Hamlin and letting people know, like some of these, you know, some of these guys behind the helmets, they're they're all real people, and some of them are really really great people. And I think it's shined a light on Damar Hamlin and maybe a lot of his NFL brethren of these guys are really good human beings. Like from I mean, we don't know these guys know them right, but every account of Damar Hamlin that was written since what happened to him on Monday, last Monday paints him as such a Really cool, amazing young man. Bright future ahead of him, whether it's football or not. And like you said, I agree with you. Like sports is the one thing that, hey, you know, I mean, that's the one thing we can we can come together on. And it always doesn't always work that way. But in a situation like this, where everybody was behind Demar Hamlin, every NFL stadium, you saw signs, you saw people wearing jerseys, you saw like here in Denver, uh, the two number threes, uh, Russell Wilson, Derwin James from the Chargers, came together in midfield, and then they had a the teams had a prayer after that. Like stuff like that is just, I mean, it's it's unique. It's it's absolutely possibly unique to sports. Hey Amen. I'm right there with you, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, talking about the Lions, the playoffs, Kingsbury, and ending uh, with the return of DeMar Hamlin to his home in Buffalo as he was released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center earlier today. Frank, always appreciate your insight, your opinions. You're different. That's why I love it. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. Frank Schwab checking in. On the Meyer guest line, next segment, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com. Uh, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on that Sunday night in Green Bay. Our Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad for the Lions season. Uh, you can drop your comments on air one 838 huge That's one 838 4843 at Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They're at home tomorrow night taking on Denzel Valentine and Maine. Every Tuesday home game is buy one ticket, get one free. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office in downtown GR, and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. From Detroit to Patel-
Tarski. This show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions finished the 2022 regular season at 9-8 after closing the year with a road victory against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football in primetime 20-16. The Lions won the turnover battle 2-0 by forcing a recovery to fumble and sending a full house blitz out of third down for another Kirby Joseph interception to help fuel a defense that held the pack to just 291 total yards. Rookie Aiden Hutchinson added two sacks to get his season total to nine and a half, just a half a sack shy of the rookie record. He and fellow teammate James Houston became the first rookie teammates in NFL history to each have eight plus sacks in the same season. Jamal Williams set a franchise record with 17 rushing touchdowns in one single year. And although the Seahawks eliminated the Lions from playoff contention about 40 minutes prior to kickoff, Detroit returned the favor in Green Bay, eliminating the pack for the playoffs. A signature win for the brand new Lions. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and finding piggy riches for up to $10,000. Every Friday in January, one lucky winner every hour from 7 to 11 p.m. will break the piggy and reveal their prize from $500 premium play all the way up to ten grand in cash. Don't miss piggy riches only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, 19 stations strong for the one close to you, or you can listen weekdays 3 until 6. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you have mobile service. Just search The Huge Show on the iHeart app. Let's go get his thoughts on one of the bigger nights or games for the Lions that I've watched in my lifetime. 
you know, outside of what happened at the Silverdome with Barry uh, beating up the Cowboys, last night was big. It's big for the future of the franchise, the current state of the franchise, and just the fact that ownership, the front office, the coaching staff, and the talent pool is as good as I've ever seen with the Lions, and that's not hyperbole. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider standing by. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing fine, Huge. How are you? Good. Uh, the vibe right now out of Allen Park. I know you've been around the Lions a lot, working for DetroitLions.com and during your radio and newspaper days in Detroit, but the state of the Lions uh, may be as good as I've ever seen it. You agree or disagree? Well, I don't disagree, and I don't fully agree either because they've had they've had periods where they really were rolling pretty good, and and the one that I bring to mind most of the time, most often, is the 1990s from '91 through really the 2000 season. I think they had you know seven winning records, or I think seven winning records in one tie, and made the playoffs five times and won a couple of division titles, and they really had, you know, huge a veteran team for a lot of that period, too, with Herman Moore and Barry Sanders and, you know, Chris Spielman and Benny Blades and, you know, Jerry Ball and all those guys. This team is developing that right now, and it might and it might reach that level. Uh, certainly a better quarterback than the Lions had at any point in that period, but uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's still a building process. They're two years into this building program. I'm not saying rebuilding because what they inherited was not was building. It wasn't rebuilt. There was nothing there, and, and they've done just a, just a terrific job, Brad Jones and uh, and, and, and excuse me, Brad Jones and, and Dan Campbell. You mean Brad Holmes? I, I, you were, I know you. I say Jones. Yeah, yeah Brad Holmes. Uh, trust me, I, I the names have been. I've called him John Holmes, Pete Holmes, uh, Brad Holmes. Uh, trust me, the names have been all over the place for me. <laughs> Let's stick with Brad Holmes for a while. Yeah, I've, I've called him Wayne Campbell, uh, Dan Fonts. Uh, again, with the coaches, <laughs> it, it, the seasons all run together and the eras run together. But uh, last night, what they did on national TV, keeping Rodgers and the Packers from the playoffs, the foundation uh, now set for this team. Uh, I think the bar. Uh, has been raised to be an NFC North contender and uh, host home playoff games. Would you agree or disagree with that? I would agree 100% with that, and that's the vibe. You know, today is like, I wouldn't call it getaway day, but it's, you know, this is the the players are are departing today, and we're in the locker room with a bunch of guys, and, and the vibe was, they can't wait to start next season. Now they look. Let's be honest. They need their rest and recuperation and all that other stuff. But those those guys are, are really they're ready to roll, ready to ready to pick up where they left off. Uh, what what excites you the most about the short term future, which would be the upcoming season? Uh, the fact that they were eight and two in their last ten games. If they, in other words, they were they were playing playing from behind for a long time, really just trying to catch up and, and get get even. And they did more than that and put themselves in a position, you know, last night, Huge, where if, if they win, they've got a chance at the playoffs. If they don't win, they've got no chance. And they came through and, and held, you know, upheld their end of it. The one thing they couldn't control and it was what would happen to Seattle playing the Rams and Seattle won in overtime. Now there were a couple of plays that went, I understand that, that went against, uh, went against the Rams there, but you know, fair and square, you know, they, Seattle won it in overtime, but the Detroit Lions then went out and they said, look, and it, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, we talked to him uh, this afternoon about that. 
And he said, "Look, either we're going to either we're going to win a playoff spot, or somebody else is going to lose one." And they were exactly right on on. They were on a mission, regardless of what happened. Yeah, golf. Uh, everybody, you know, Campbell, the staff, golf. I, hopefully, they don't lose Ben Johnson to the Texans or another one of the NFL uh, openings. But just every everything in place to see if they can go take it to the next level. I like I said, I agree with you. That era with Herman and Barry and what they had, uh, this doesn't rival it. They still need to go out and put quality seasons back to back. But I think that window is there now uh, for the Lions to chase a championship. No, I know, and I think they will. I really do. I I agree with you because like the one thing that they did not have in that period of time, those ten years when the window was, I mean, they were, you know, they had two division titles and you know, you know, three double, uh, seasons with double digit wins. I mean, they were they were really really good. And Wayne Fonts and I've talked to Wayne you know numerous times about that period, and he said, look, if we had if we had Matthew Stafford, we'd have won two or three Super Bowls. I don't know about two or three, but they'd have won one at least. Not a doubt in my mind about that. But but this team here, really, I think one of the most important things that has come through this the last season and a half is that they have their quarterback and Jared Goff. They don't have to go out hunting and searching and all that and try and you know fit somebody into into what they're doing. I think Jared Goff is is their is their quarterback uh, for the foreseeable future and probably beyond that. Your thoughts on the offseason. If you had one, two, and three in order of priorities for this team to enhance going to that next level we've been discussing in this conversation, Mike, what would those be? One, two, and three. I'd, well, I'd start with a monster in, interior defensive lineman, just somebody who you, you have to game plan for. They're hard to get, and you know, not every draft has one. Every draft has you know, a couple of guys who look good, but they don't all – they don't all pan out. It's a very, very tough uh, uh, position to, to fill. Now you'll get guys who look good, and they might be good players, but they're not. You know, they're not dominating players. No Lions need one of those. Uh, next, you know, maybe just a, a pure running back with speed. Uh, you know, Tim Twentyman and I have talked about that in the last couple of days, or actually at part of the day today. And he's, he, you know, I, I agree with him to a, to a point that that would be the, the one thing that would absolutely flush out the rest of that that, that offense if they, if they had that. I think they've got two good runners and and Jamal uh, Williams and DeAndre Swift, but just to add an elite elite runner to that offense would make them as good as anybody in the league. They're they're close to as good as anybody in the league right now with what they have and with what they might have coming too with. Uh, with Jamison Williams developing, we're assuming he'll develop, but the running back, you know, your premier running back, would just put them right over the edge. Mike O'Hara, he's been close to the edge, but never over the edge <laughs> with his opinions. <laughs> senior uh, insider. Yeah, senior insider at lions.com, DetroitLions.com, you know, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Michael, I'm excited about the offseason. Can't wait for. Uh, the season to start. I hope Hard Knocks comes back. Run it back, Hard Knocks. I think it would be awesome. And do the end season with the Detroit Lions, one of those. Maybe they'll do the end season with the Lions like they did with the Cardinals this past year. Well, I don't think they'd like that one. But I'll tell you, for all the years that they really resisted and strongly resisted, made it known that they didn't want it. This was you know, mostly the previous regime, Matt Patricia and so on. I think it really turned out to be an asset for the Detroit Amen. Lions. Amen. Because it. 
it, it opened them up to the to the world at large, and they liked what they saw with these people, with their personality, the way they carried themselves. I'm not saying it won them games, but it certainly didn't hurt them any. Well, think about how it started with hard knocks back in August. And it ended with Sunday Night Football in America and everything in between. One and six start to the eight and two finish. What a ride with the Lions. Can't wait to see what the future holds. Michael, enjoy your Monday night. All right, huge. Thanks for having me. All right, Michael here from DetroitLions.com. Senior columnist checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Fish on! The ultimate fishing show, Detroit, January 12th through 15th. At the Suburban Collection Showplace with over seven acres of the newest fishing tackle. Fishing boats and fishing trips. Take it from fishing pro Mark Zona. This is the largest pure fishing show in the country. It's the fishing boat show. Buy from dealers who know how to rig them right. Shop fishing tackle only available once a year. Seminars on five stages. Meet guides and lodge owners. The ultimate fishing show, Detroit, January 12th through the 15th. At the Suburban Collection Showplace. It's Christmas for fishermen. Huge here with a reminder that I'll be live this Friday, 3 until 6, statewide, from the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit inside Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi on the east side of the state. This is the biggest fishing show in America. Over four football fields of fishing tackle, fishing trips, fishing boats, and also it features like Ultimate, a huge indoor lake, on-the-water seminars daily. Look for the Huge Show live at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit this Friday, statewide. Three until six. Imagine this winning big at Soaring Eagle and having a winter blast with up to $25,000. Every Saturday in January from 7 to 10 p.m., you can win $1,500 in premium play. Then, at 11 p.m. each week, one lucky player takes home $25,000 cash. That's $160,000 all month long. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the app and always use promo code HUGE when you sign up. You can get in on the action tonight, TCU and Georgia. You can check out the latest numbers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board. 
I'm going to watch a game, but all I'm going to think about is Michigan should be there. I think Georgia wins this game by at least 14. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, and if you're an NBA fan, the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays, and you can do that tonight uh, with TCU and Georgia. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now uh, to get in on the action. Sign up with code HUGE, then place that $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. Oh, I think Eric Zane... Is getting ready to join us from the Eric Zane Show, the podcast. It's a great podcast. He's a he's a talent. I had somebody stop me when I was at the Ferris, Michigan Tech, Michigan State Western, Great Lakes Invitational uh, hockey tournament, and they go, "Man, I love Zane on the radio." And I said, "Well, do you listen to his podcast? Just search Eric Zane Show podcast because all he did last year was trash me for my prediction that golf would have more wins in a Lions uniform than Stafford. Then he kept hammering me. Then when they were one and six this year, he hammered me saying, oh, didn't you say 10 wins? Did you say 10 wins? And he just buried me. And now at nine and eight, after their win last night, you would think the Eric Zane Show podcast, Facebook and Twitter pages were known as Homerland for the Lions. And I didn't see any apology. I didn't see any, hey, Bill Simonson predicted 9-8. and eight. So I think Eric Zane is standing by. He called in, longtime listener. Uh, how you doing, Eric? What are you doing? It's not working. It's not working. There you go, Superfine. No, it's not working. The phone isn't working. It isn't. There, you got him on the wrong line, buddy. No, it's on the top line. It doesn't work. Get him off it now. It's a train wreck. Why did? What are you doing? What are you doing? It, it's a train wreck. No, it's a train wreck. It's a get out of here. You hang up on him. It's a train wreck. Why is everything with Eric Zane show podcast a train wreck on the show? I'm, why? You put them on a line. I never use that top line. I never use it. Watch. It doesn't work. Is he there? Hey, that's a well-oiled machine. You got to Oh, my God. Look at this. It's super fly. He puts you on a line. I never use that top line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, I don't know, Bill. I don't oh, know my God. So did you call to apologize for ripping me so much about my predictions with the Lions? Well, first of all, I would like to say that um, the what you did in the prediction of nine and eight is not as impressive as it was terrible last year when you said that Stafford mm. would have would have uh, <laughs> would perform worse. Oh, 
Oh my God! But but you but you did nail it. You deserve full credit, and I was saving it for this show. That I apologize. Congratulations on your absolutely uh, true prediction. But even you couldn't have thought that they were going to do as well as they did when they were one six. No, nobody did, and anyone who claims that the only guy I heard that said I like what I see was Merrill Hodge, the former Steelers running back who joins us weekly on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. He was the only guy anywhere I heard say, I like what I see. Don't be surprised if this team finishes strong. And originally he said like six or seven wins, but uh, nine and eight. You know, Eric, I got to go because we're out of time because I spent two minutes with the phone system. (laughs) I really do. I got to go. (laughs) You put him on a line we never use. He called us. So, but he was on a line we don't use on that top one. I never use that. No, you. This phone system got switched out the other day. We had to reboot it. I, that top line doesn't say line one. <laughs> that was almost perfect, was Zane. Twenty four seven. Everything you need with this show is free at thehugeshow dot net. Big bad huge.